Welcome into episode 115 of Living Off the Land. This is Ryan, and tonight it's just uh, the two of us. Jordan and I go ahead and tackle a whole host of topics. We talk a little bit about baseball and the NBA bubble. We talk about what the NFL is going to do with season ticket holders. A little bit more on uh, Bubba Wallace and what happened with NASCAR. Uh, we're going to start off with Beer of the Week, and we are going to wrap up with some coronavirus facts. Uh, welcome into episode 115 of Living Off the Land. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Right, guys. Well, we're back. We're live again, except not really, except- <laughs> because you wouldn't be hearing this live, right? But have yeah, ever, have you ever done a live show? Uh, no. Uh, it's something we've talked about, and it's something we might possibly do using just simple technology like Facebook Live or something for our uh, quote-unquote hundredth episode. Nice. But, <laughs> that would be sweet. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, it's it's a game plan, so you'd obviously be a part of that. So um yeah what's going on everyone uh as we already said in the intro we're living off the land uh we are back to recording in person so that's kind of cool uh unfortunately um this uh we are missing two people today we are missing jimmy i believe it was a work thing or a vacation thing yeah they were hanging out somewhere something yeah uh dan uh had a had a his grandfather actually passed away this uh, week uh, he wasn't able to be on the show today. Um, uh, so, you know, best of wishes to him and prayers to him. I know it's a little bit of a tough time, of course, for him and his his family. So keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, Dan will be back, and we're looking forward to having him back on as soon as he's ready. Um, in the meantime, we have uh, me, Jordan, and Ryan Donathan here. Ryan, of course listeners if you haven't heard in a while he's our newest member um and he's been awesome since he's joined on so it's just me and ryan holding down the fort i think this is the first time definitely first time we've ever just done a podcast together and it's probably the first time i've ever quote unquote you know led a podcast or intro to podcast so yeah this is weird apologies if it sounds (laughs) a little a little wacky but here we are and we're excited so let's start as we usually do with beer of the week um, we are back to one beer of the week, which is way easier, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, underscore um, how what? fast we were burning we, through beers the past couple weeks. We burned through a, an insane amount of uh, Northeast Ohio breweries and yeah. and you know Central and South and beyond. Well. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, Ryan, we are drinking. Um, wow, what is the name of it? Coastline. We are drinking Coastline Mexican style lager. This is from the brew kettle. So we are recording in uh, Jen's apartment. So we are only probably five minutes. Yeah, we were kettle, literally so right down the road. It's the it's the neighborhood beer to say. That was pretty. That cool. is one of the reasons why I wanted to get it because it's technically. Why did I never think beer. of it? That's yeah. such a good idea. Know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because I was gonna stop at Fatheads, and then I was like, "That's also kind of the neighborhood." That's true. Brewery. Yeah. But I was like, "Let's go even more local. Let's go OG." Well, Fatheads is OG, but but Brew Kettle's OG to this area. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's called Coastline by Brew Kettle. Uh, it is a Mexican style lager brewed with sea salt and lime. It's about five percent. Uh, uh, alcohol. I don't know why I can't remember the official term. ABV. ABV. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, I'm doing something I don't normally <laughs> do. Uh, this is a cool thing. A portion of the proceeds from the sale of this beer will be donated to a nonprofit organization dedicated to the protection and preservation of our coastline. So if you are into uh, saving our beautiful oceans that we have in this world, uh, this is a beer that will support that as well very cool so what do you think first first impression i like it i mean this is this is definitely like this is a summer drinker right like this is something that you could have playing cornhole or actually i want to give a i know i'm going to jump way ahead 
it's fitting that uh, Dan's not here to add, put me on the spot for a shout out, and I'm already doing a shout out like a minute <laughs> into the episode. But to my uh, to my bocce buddy Ian, who played some bocce go. ball uh, this past weekend, and uh, you know, not to brag, but we uh, ran the table. <laughs> I could definitely see myself crushing a couple of these, playing some bocce. Oh, oh, absolutely. And, uh, um, yeah, it's really nice. It's this is not a style of beer that I normally pick for. So yeah, Jordan asked me earlier, he's like, "Hey, what are you feeling for for beer tonight?" Is there something in mind or do you want to be surprised? And I, I went for surprise and I'm glad because I feel like I always fall into the routine of going with either a sour or some kind of IPA. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that you went a different route because I need yeah. to get out of my own way. Well, I almost got a double IPA. Yeah, By right the way, <laughs> I will definitely have that because it's new. It's called Utah and it's a double IPA from Brew Kettle. From Brew Kettle? Yeah. I, I'm going to have to go back and get that at some point. Uh, so... One thing I want to really focus on is two things. So we already mentioned the that portion of the proceeds are going to go to organizations that support cleaning up the oceans and the coastlines. Another really cool thing is to really make sure they're on board with that. They have a really unique uh, six-pack holder. It looks like it's made out of some sort of a cardboard, which is a much safer alternative than plastic, uh, especially those, uh, you know, like clear plastic right rings uh so that's cool too they're 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 standing by their mission and and i would like to see more of this by the way yeah absolutely i would like to see a lot more of that um i want you know for a mexican lager as i have drank a lot of mexican lagers in my lifetime i've drank all the og from mexico lagers i've drank uh, i've drank many um craft beer mexican lagers this is a very unique one. It has a little more depth to it, maybe a richness that mm-hmm. most lagers don't have. You know, a lot of lagers, especially Mexican ones, have that sharp taste, that lighter, sharper taste. This one seems to have a little more richness to it, a little more, a little more depth, I guess, yeah. is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, it's one of those things where I really, I don't have like any experience with this, you know, style. So I... I, you know, I like. We'll it. compare it to like yeah. Modelo's and Coronas. Like, I guess that's true. Yeah. No, that's true. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Corona and yeah. Land Shark and stuff. It's definitely got more depth than absolutely than like yeah. a Corona yeah. or Land Shark. Um, so I, I bring up depth because, like, and I don't even know if that's an official term. It probably <laughs> isn't, but that's just the word that came to mind because the uh, Great Lakes Mexican Lager with lime mm-hmm. is one of my favorite beers really that's like that. come out this year, yep. and I don't know. If I can say this one is any better or worse, like I think it's kind of right on the same wavelength, but just a little bit different twist. Like, yeah, I like it. I mean, yeah. using the using the metric of what I get it again, absolutely, I'd get this. You know, if I was grabbing a bite or a beer uh, on draft, I would take this to a cookout. This was this is definitely a beer that I would get. Uh, yeah, I would. Again. Yeah, now I'll answer that question too for myself. I I would do. I would buy this again many times. I love Mexican lagers, so it's always, almost always, going to be a yes for me. And I feel like uh, Jimmy would definitely appreciate this one. We gotta. Oh, we gotta get a photo for him too. We gotta. We gotta. You have to get a photo. We're missing our yeah. marketing guy. Yeah, <laughs> James, get back here, man. Uh, I feel yeah. like this is definitely. This is a really cool can. Yeah, um, it's got. Uh, oh yeah, we didn't uh, even talk about that. Yeah, yet. it's got a. All sailboat, kinds of colors. like sailing off into the sunset. So it's got, you know, like some oranges and yellows. It's got a really cool font. And the bottom's um, like the ocean. It's like blue. Protect and preserve in like what in the ocean. Mm-hmm. So great can, great, you know, great aesthetic. But more importantly, uh, it's a good beer. That this, I is, yeah, this, is good, this is a good beer brew kettle. You guys did a good job. I'm um, I'm happy I tried it and I'm looking forward to buying this more. Maybe I'll get some more. Uh, my birthday's this Thursday. So maybe I'll buy some more. There we go. That. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Um, beer segment's always one of my favorites, but I don't want to drag on it too much. Uh, so just going to throw out there, we do have a website, uh, lotlpodcast.com. Uh, I, we post web, page, web pages of our, uh, of our episodes there, as well as any blogs or articles that we might write. We haven't done any writing in a while, but you'll see the most up-to-date uh, episodes with links to the beers links to events and links to other things that we talk about um just a thought that's come to my head we should probably do a better job of linking on facebook posting but Mm -hmm. uh you know when we mention we're going to drop links they're always on our face our 
website pages usually. So there's that. All right. So we don't have any guests this week. Unfortunately, since we don't have Jimmy, we don't have the catch up, which is a fun new segment we've been doing. Um, but we have two guys that have a lot to talk about the world that we live in right now with COVID still here and sports still limping or dead altogether. <laughs> so, right. so let's jump right into the, <clears throat> the real the real big news that's been going around baseball, America's uh, pastime, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. uh, although I think not many people would argue that's still the case, but it's still a very popular sport. It's got a cult-like fan base. Um, we are hearing more and more each day of players that say they're not going to play. Uh, I guess there's not a ton of them right now, but a big name is Ryan Zimmerman. That's kind of a big deal. He's a huge player. I know Sean Doolittle also mentioned that he might not be playing mm -hmm. due to some health concerns. Uh, George Springer has kind of hinted at that he might be considering due to health reasons that he might not be playing. So there, there's some big names out there that are possibly not going to play first. What do you think of that? I mean, I, I think one of the things that gets lost in all of this, let's get sports back in action thing is all of these athletes and all of these coaches and managers, these are human beings. They've got kids. Right. They've got partners. They've got parents and grandparents. And I was having this conversation with my dad earlier tonight, even about some of the high profile, I mean, athletes across all sports who are uh, considering or already saying that they're not going to play. And he kind of just, you know, shook his head and he goes, you know, honestly, it's so easy to get wrapped up in. I miss baseball or I miss basketball or whatever that you forget. Yeah. Like these are just guys like these are, these are, yes, they get paid more than we do, but at the end of the day, you know, they still have health concerns. They still have family members and loved ones. So uh, it's it's obviously a bummer. You know, I want to see I want to see the best of all of the teams that are out there. I want to see, you know, you know, competitive play. But, yeah. you know, far be it from for me to tell anybody to put their health at risk or to put their family members at risk. If they don't fundamentally feel comfortable playing the game, then, you know, you have to respect it. I mean, I don't even I don't even go into the grocery store without a mask on. Yeah. And yeah. so how could I sit back and then demand that these guys, I mean, think about, you know, football players yeah. as camp rolls around, you know, in the next couple months, like how are we going to do camp and preseason football? And we can get into that later. Yeah. You know, how are we, I mean, an ultimate, I mean, well, ultimate contact sport. And, and I had, you know, so first and foremost, I agree. I will never criticize a player for not playing due to health reasons. Uh, that's, we're in a weird time right now, regardless of what you think about the virus. It's a lot of evidence that it's pretty bad still, and I get it, right? Uh, one thing that is going to come up, and this is why I do question if sports really are going to be played, American sports going to be played this year, is if a star does test positive, and this is going to go, and this counts for discussion for really all the other sports we're going to touch on today. If a major star does get the virus, assuming they aren't hit hard by the virus and they're like, you know, literally knocked out and in a couch all week or maybe even the hospital, God forbid. Let's say they have a mild case of it, which a lot of healthy people get. You still have to take a two week break. Right. No, regardless. Right. That's the thing. You know, in a, there's a world that I wonder if we don't need to do that. Like, let's say, let's say it was just, any other time, if it's the flu or, or, or a bad cold, they're not going to quarantine someone for two weeks. No. They just move on. Sometimes I you'll, mean, have, a, years you'll we... have the bug go through the whole locker room. Well, though, yeah. You know? I mean, for years, I mean, up until the recent documentary, and uh, I still don't think I'd buy it, but it's allegedly the the, um, the food poisoning game. But we glorified oh, MJ. Yeah. We glorified his flu game yeah. where we literally, like, he played through being ill. I think yeah. about how, yeah. you know, imagine, like, an athlete trying to do that today. Yeah. It'd be yeah, so and, and, and Rick, honestly, here's the thing. Regardless of what you think of the virus, not not you specifically, I'm just saying like what, mm -hmm. what people think of the virus, it's a two-week quarantine time when you get the virus, right? So it doesn't really matter what your thoughts on if it's as dangerous as they're saying. That's beside the point. You're looking at a two-week, a two-week, you're missing two weeks. Yep. And if that hits at a critical time and you're a critical player, whether you're like a starting pitcher or or some sort of, you know, you know, a hitter or something, it could really mess things up, especially come playoffs. Well, so, you know, I I wonder too if you're going to see some players 
be like, yeah, you know, it's not worth it for health reasons. And also, I mean, we're looking at a weird 60 game season, um, which also brings up another discussion. Would this even what's is it even worth fighting for for some of these guys? Because, right. you know, here, here's a poll that we had uh, where we ran. We asked if the Indians were to hypothetically win the World Series, would you put an asterisk next to the title? You know, we're going to throw in Dan's opinion here first because he's not <laughs> here and it's not fair. And he defended it last week a lot, but he's very much in the case that it still counts. It's a different challenge. Everyone's on the same playing field. And on that, I agree with him. Um so he's not wrong about that. Personally, though, I still think it's just weird. You know, being a 60-game series, you're going to have some teams hit a slump and can't get out of it because the season ends too early. Uh, how many times have you seen a team, the last year with the Nationals is a perfect example, right? Uh, where they're lagging so bad at the beginning and then they hit their stride like halfway through the season. And because the season's so long, they're able to have success. You know, so the people a lot we got a lot of votes for this one. Uh sixty percent said no, they would not put an asterisk next to the Indians. I assume that maybe some non-Indians fans are voting too, and they're just saying if my team won. Right. Uh forty percent said they would. I mean, again, I would, you know, I, I but I also wouldn't. Does that make sense? Like I would in my mind, but then it's also still it still counts. Like the Spurs won a title going to basketball in '99. That was a very short. Yeah, you know, it's happened. Many, how many how many games did they play that season? Was it like fifty Ooh, or fifty five? I think fifty. So my thought is on because a lot of people bring up the Spurs and and I and I hear you. My argument would be that I was like fifty or sixty, whatever they played. It was. It was similar to what we've played so far this season before it got shut down. It was so 50. 50. So yeah. 50 out of 82. Which that's about. That's, I mean, that, kind of season. that's a good, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, over halfway. Um, yeah. But my, my thought is this in baseball, it is, it is the ultimate marathon of team yeah. sports. It is, it is a grind. It is part of the deal is that everybody has somebody get hurt. Everybody has to deal with going deep into your bullpen or bringing up a pitcher that you don't think is ready yet or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that we're going to get a real representation of who any of these teams are with just 60 games. And mind you, it's not a normal 60 games. 40, you know, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week and it, it sounds like it's been pretty much all but confirmed, if not definitely confirmed that we're going to play 40 games in the division. Yeah. And then it's going to be 20 games within your geographical interleague opponents. And 20 games out of 60 is a far greater ratio of interleague play yeah. than you normally would ever yeah. see. Yeah. So we're playing different competition. You're not just playing, you know, we're playing less of the American League. We're playing more of the National League, you know, for us uh, here in Cleveland. And so there's just too many things that are too different. If it was one piece here, if it was one piece there, if it was 120 games instead of 160, I would be way less inclined. Now, here's the thing. Everyone keeps coming to me for this. Like, oh, if they end up winning, you're going to eat your words. Or, oh, you're still going to celebrate. Yeah, or, or and, oh, you're, if you say there's an asterisk, you're not allowed to celebrate. My, my response is this. Of course I'll be excited. Right. My original point when Dan and I kind of went back and forth last week was it – we have waited for so long here in Cleveland to have a title, you know, at least speaking specifically for the Indians. I just, I don't, I want it to be right. <laughs> I don't want there to be any reservation because here's the thing, no matter who wins, I'll say this of any team, whether it's my team or otherwise, yeah. whoever wins this year, we don't actually know what that team is over the right. course of a normal regular season. Right. Dan is correct. Everybody's on the same playing field. Everybody has the same number of games to play. Would would the Nationals have even made the playoffs if they ended the season after sixty games? A, I don't know that off the top of my head. I don't think they would have. No. Well, I mean, at one point they really were like fourteen or fifteen. Well, they games barely down. they barely made it in with the wild card game. Right. They. I mean, they they had a true Cinderella yeah. run, which was know, fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, I'll say this as an Astros fan: the last thing I would want is for the Astros to win this title and then have everyone join up because I. And honestly, they're not wrong. Right. Like, I, this would be a, another questionable title that they win. So I, I jokingly say, like, I don't even want them to make the playoffs. Like, <laughs> right. But I mean, then there's another weird factor that comes in here too. Like there's no fans. There's mm -hmm. no, none of that camaraderie. It's just weird. Like I'm starting to lean. I've, I said from the beginning, 
a while ago that I was just scrap the baseball season. Just scrap yeah. it. Just let's just restart. I said that about basketball too and hockey. However, I'm getting a little excited about basketball now. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll watch hockey too, but with baseball, I I just wonder if I don't know if it's a set in stone as people are thinking it might be. We'll see. I mean, it really all depends on thing. There could be a the vaccine could come earlier than we expected, and who knows, right? And and you yeah. know the athletes are going to get it right away. And like, yeah. So I don't know. I guess it, to conclude, and let I'll let you have the last round of of, of stuff. To, for my opinion, there would be unique aspects of this title mm-hmm. that would be like, all right, that's a cool challenge y'all overcame to win. But at the same time, it really goes against the spirit of baseball to have a sprint instead of a marathon, you know? So yeah. that's just my two cents. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you again, you know, of when baseball, if baseball is played truly, if there's no other interruptions, if we get baseball, will I watch? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Will I be glued to it? No. Am I going to be, you know, as excited? Probably not, which maybe sounds a little counterintuitive because we've been so sport well, deprived on the whole. But like for me, I just baseball, a lot of baseball is going to the games and having a beer and a hot dog. Definitely like, more you know, so I mean, than basketball yeah, and football. Yeah. You know, I feel like if you're I can watch a basketball game at home and and have not as crazy as experience, but it can be a good experience. Baseball games at home, unless it's postseason, it's kind of hard to pay attention sometimes. Um, you know? Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, it ends up being like background noise. It's like yeah. you're you're, yeah. Work, you're doing you're working from home, and you just got like a you know you got a game yeah. on the radio or something. Yeah, I don't. Know, I guess no matter who wins, there's going to be flack and there's going to be asterisks. Yeah, I think a fair point for folks that are currently saying that they don't really care that they'll just they'll celebrate it as if it's another title. Historically, asterisks do fade away. If it's oh, a team definitely. that's especially near how, and dear to your how heart. How many people do you think that are not our age or even our age that know that the Spurs won a 50-game season and, and oh, title I, in 1999? I bet you if you asked anybody. I knew because we hate the Spurs growing up. And <laughs> right. my dad was always like, oh, Spurs won a 50-game. <laughs> and like we didn't know there was going to be basketball that year. Right. Like So, yeah, but like that sticks out. And that's when the Rockets were on the end of their – golden era yeah so yeah that's like the only reason why i really even paid attention to most people don't know that you know yeah i think when when you look at it i'm i it's so funny because i usually claim to not be such like a, a a stodgy baseball purist but for whatever reason i've like dug in on this one and it just it doesn't feel right and maybe that's just my gut feeling and i am just operating with emotion on that but i think regardless of what i think or feel the majority of folks We'll stop talking about it in 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 actually probably a pretty short I amount agree. of time. I, know, I think five years from now, time probably heals, yeah. Time heals all wounds, baby. Absolutely. People try to pretend like it doesn't, and you'll always have those bitter people. But time heals all. It wounds. does. Well, think about you know. So ESPN's been talking about the decision a bunch lately. Yeah. Quick, quick segue back, you know, to yeah. basketball. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've been talking about the decision, and was it a good look or bad look, or you know, who took advantage of who, ESPN or LeBron, and all this back and forth. At the end of the day. That was a devastating thing for Cleveland sports yeah. fans, and people yeah. were pissed like for oh, a very oh, long remember, time. Yeah, and they're airing a bunch of these commercials, and they're showing you know they're replaying parts yeah. of the decision, and I just kind of like meh, you know. Well, I think it helps time, when time heals all wounds. In fact, he way, actually came back. He came back, and we won a ring. Yeah. And you guys exactly that that will shut up a yeah. lot of people. It really does. It's it's not hard. Um, yeah, so we'll keep we'll keep talking about this as that you know. As news comes out with the MLB and their restart, or I'm sorry, and their start, because they've never even started. Uh, let's talk about a little bit of the NFL, too, before we end sure. with basketball. Absolutely. Um, so the NFL, as of now, is just like, no, we're playing a full season. They cut out some of the preseason games. I, if the numbers, I'm going to say this real quick, and we'll, we can get into this later. If the numbers with COVID keep increasing, but the death rate is going down, and it and it's, and you don't see some weird mutation thing happen, and it's like young people falling like flies, and so, I think the NFL plays. I think the NFL plays. I really do. Now, fans, it's looking more and more like there's not going to be fans. Um, there's been some teams like the Bears who already announced there will be no fans. Yeah. Yep. Um, now the Texans, and I bring this up not because I'm a Texans fan. This is actually Dan's idea. So 
Right. This Yell is, at him if you, have an, if you have an issue for me bringing this up. But I bring this up. There's a very much a local aspect to all of this. So the Texans officially released their their game plan for season ticket holders for 2020. Texas was a was a state that was declaring they would have fans in the games, but now they have this massive spike. So the governor and other people have clearly said, "Hey, that's on hold right now." So we'll see. But so the Texans officially went ahead and released their policy. Uh, the policy goes as uh, like this. You can keep your 2020 tickets, your 2020 um, season tickets, but you will not get refunded if fans are not allowed. So let's say you make a decision, no, I'm going to risk it. I want my tickets this year. If the state or the government or the federal level even is like no fans at NFL games, you are not going to get refunded. Now you have till August 1st to make that decision. Okay. Uh, or if you're unsure for your own personal health or because you're unsure what the government's going to do or any other reason, you're in luck. You can skip this year and keep your spot next year for 2021. So you just you forfeit your tickets you for this season. You forfeit your tickets for this season. But you're safe in the long run, exactly. 2021. You forfeit your tickets this season even if they have fans in the stadium. Right. But you're, you're good to go for 2021. Sure. Which I personally think this is a really fair – and balanced way to go about it. And I think you're going to probably see a lot of other teams have a similar game plan. I would imagine so, because at the end of the day, it does two things. It does, it's a good PR move. It appears fair. It gives people the opportunity to make a choice. And frankly, it takes the stress off of the team. Because now they say they don't have to worry about, you know, the government, you know, said I'm not allowed to go to a game. So why are you still charging? They can just fall back on their policy and say, hey, you were given a month's warning, make a decision. Are you going to play or are you going to come and watch or are you going to roll the dice on that or are you not? And I think the the linchpin on it all is it doesn't screw you for years going forward. The opportunity to still maintain your season ticket holder status for 2021, I mean, it's a no-brainer. So, I mean, if if the Browns were to do something like this, I wouldn't have any issue with it. I mean, I'm not a a season ticket holder, but if if I were thinking from that position – you know, because on the one hand, if they are going to have people in the stands and you want to roll those dice, it's probably going to be cheaper than buying resale. Because let's just say yeah. they allow allow yeah. fans, but it's only 25% capacity. Yes, imagine the, I mean, honestly, imagine how much resale is going to be on those tickets. It's yeah. going to be absurd. Yeah. So, because, yeah, I personally, the way I am, I'm, I'm a person, I don't know if I could be categorized or whatever, but the way I work in life is if, pieces of something don't all fall into place or if a major component's missing, I'm just, my motivation is down. I don't want anything to do with it. So what I'm saying that might not make sense, that sounds kind of abstract. What I'm saying is if I was a season ticket holder this year and I know fans are either not going to be allowed possibly, or it'll be 50, 25% capacity. I'd be like, Nope, don't want that. Yeah. Part of the fun to me I hate going to games of any team, any league, any sport when it's like half capacity. Like that's just not a fun environment. It, yeah. it, unless it's like a baseball game and you're just chilling with your friends, drinking some beer and you're eating on, some like, sausage or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And just having a beer. Then who cares, right? Right. But when it's like an NFL game, yeah, you, you see an place. empty NFL stadium, you know that team is a bad team. Yeah. Right. It's a bummer. You're right. Yeah. So. My, what I'm trying to say is if I had the choice, I would be like, nope, I'll take 2021 when that vaccine's hopefully here and we can just go back to normal and I will pass for this year. Because if worse comes to worst, it's you're not going to have – we. I can almost say for a fact that we will not have full stadiums. Oh, yeah. This year. I feel good about and that. And there will be cities where you're not allowed to have fans. I mean, So even if you have – let's say – Let's say like, you know, you invested all your money in this year and you get this half-assed experience and then you're like, oh, well, there's a big game in an away stadium I want to go to as well. So you, you, well, you're going to invest your money. You can't even go. Like you can't even, you can't even make, so there's just no point in my opinion. Yeah. But that's me. No, I'm with you there. So I don't know that we could, we could throw that to listeners. Yeah. I mean, put yourself in the position of a. Of, of a season ticket holder, are you taking advantage of that deal? Should your team propose it to you, or are you going to roll the dice? Because that's, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Do you feel lucky? Yeah, I guess yeah, on the one hand, if 
if you have tickets and you keep them, you either get to go to a football game, which would probably feel pretty cool if you're comfortable going. That's true. How awesome would that be? That is true. Or if you if if you have a hundred fifty dollar ticket and all of a sudden you're telling me someone's going to give me five hundred bucks for my ticket, I'm probably going to have to think about that. So it looks <laughs> like this might not be as easy a decision I was thinking. Yeah, but yeah. So, oh, I mean, we'll all see. of that hinges upon the fact that you have to be a season ticket holder, which well, I promise you, I am not, nor will I be anytime soon. Hinges on the fact. <laughs> what's going on in your state yeah you know? that's true well i mean so, look at like arizona and you mentioned texas well, california uh, california too. florida New York. california already announced there won't be sports until they said at least 2021 you know but the the, the counterpoint to that though is money talks man because at the end of the day we 100 there's a lot of big talk about shutting things down or we won't have this or we won't have that but at the end of the day when you start talking about billions of dollars people start to people start shift a little bit moving so. their uh yeah Exactly. The goalposts start moving. They, they, they promise you they do. Um, as I crack open another one of these coastlines. Uh, let's talk some NBA, too. There's been it. some big news with the NBA. So oh, My boy. So first off, my boy. Some, I guess positive news, depending <laughs> on how big of a fan you are of this man. I will <clears> never. Hannah, you Vegas. I will never, ever stop loving this man. J.R. Smith. Baby. You need to talk with Hannah because she oh, claims to be, and I'll say she's probably she makes a fair point that she might be one of the biggest J.R. fans. In I don't the think I knew world. That. All right, so you need we'll, to have a chat. We will with have her. to talk, then, Hannah. Yeah. So, so and, Hannah, and the, yeah, you'll be tagged on Twitter uh, tomorrow for sure. <laughs> for sure. J.R. Smith, the legend, uh, Mister No T-shirt, <laughs> Mister I forgot. Uh, what the score was that okay that part was rough that was hard <laughs> nah, I mean, i'm just really excited for a new lebron and jr meme that's what i'm really excited about obviously and you so, know there's gonna be one. oh there's gonna be so yeah. the internet's gonna go nuts with this yeah. like so for those so of you who haven't heard he's heading to the lake show he's heading to, with, to, to, to be with the lakers avery bradley said that he wasn't going to be comfortable yeah, playing, so, playing he, so he stepped aside uh there was almost immediately there was talk about jr popping in there and it, lo and behold they worked it out so yeah. He's going to play uh, part of the Lakers uh, going forward and, and try to make another playoff run. How cool would it be if JR goes all year not playing and then during this crazy, ridiculous uh, pandemic shortened and altered season and then he ends up with a title because of the just shenanigans of how this thing all played out? Yeah, I mean, I mean, God, the Lakers are as good a team as any to win it. They're probably the favorites. And- yeah, they're up there between them yeah. and the Bucks. Bucks you know, yeah. I well, like Clippers too. I would, I yeah. would throw the Clippers. I mean, LA and Milwaukee, either LA team and Milwaukee yeah. are definitely the crowd favorites. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, we've talked about this in, in episodes past. How it, this it's going to be crazy because again, if if a if a star player ends up going down, yeah, if uh, an organization that's a guaranteed two weeks submit. That's a whole series there. That's a ton <laughs> ton of games. Yeah. Uh, and then another thing to keep in mind too, when we can talk about this more in a second, but. Uh, you know, I just think there's going to be more players that are going to be dropping out. So we have oh, Avery sure. Bradley, Dwight Howard, apparently, as and then uh, Kyrie Irving. We don't know. Who knows? Ky- well, yeah, but and he and was talking like he wouldn't. He's but. back and forth, but the rest of the Nets seem to be dropping like so. Flies. DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan just announced today he will. Not, well, he tested positive. He tested, but he's got it. And I guess he just was like, "F it," because you know. You can recover, obviously, and he's probably going to recover fine. He doesn't seem too sick. I guess he was just like, nope. I don't know if it scared him or, or something, but he uh, just said, I'm not playing. Um, and it's a lot of the Nets seem to be kind I of on Spencer Dinwiddie? Yeah, Spencer, uh, I believe well. he also is not going to be playing. So here's a little fun fact I learned today. Players who refuse to play will not be punished, okay. which is the right thing to do. Right, right. Uh, but they will forfeit pay. Yeah, which I can't help but say that's also the right thing to do because put yourselves in our jobs, right? If I were, I get it. If scary. I, again, I respect anyone who doesn't want to do something because they're scared of getting the virus. I respect that. But you know, what's a job supposed to do? I would argue. Like, if I were to just tell my job, "Hey, I'm not doing." Of course, we can work from home, but that's different. Right. But, you know, so I. I I, think it's, I a, think it's tough, and I wonder if there's going to be some teams that are still going to pay their players. I don't know if that's like a league policy. Or... I don't. Well, that's a good question. If they're allowed to break rank from yeah. that, uh, my, you know, it's interesting. I don't know. 
there's a difference between the business side of it and the ethics side of it. Right. From a strictly business dollar and cents perspective, of course, if you don't do the work, then arguably you should not be paid. I guess my response to that would be life is not that black and white. There's so many shades of gray. And again, and a, a team owner, people are probably so tired of hearing me just bash owners, but no, there's, at the there's end of the day, nothing wrong if with you're that. a team owner, you're <laughs> they're a the ones with all the money. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, just because it's not illegal to withhold pay in that situation doesn't mean, or maybe they don't, maybe they don't have to do the whole salary. Maybe they do some version of, of yeah. a, excuse me. Well, a, a, a they, they'll clearly get paid for the season they were. They got played. paid for what they already did. It would be anything moving forward. Right. They wouldn't be. Paid yeah. For I get, okay. So I guess, you yeah. know, maybe yeah. I'm backtracking then because that's, that's an interesting. No, but point. I understand what you're saying. I guess I, just, I, I, ethically, I would like to say like, hey, if you're somebody who has billions of dollars uh, worth of, of, of value and you've got players who are for fear of their own safety or the safety of their loved ones, unable to or uncomfortable right. playing. At the end of the day, you and, know, and you got to be nice to do something. Well, and you got to think too. I'm spending somebody else's money right now. You got to maybe that's not fair. No, I get it. You, but you got to think too. Some of these play. Oh, they're so healthy. Okay, they are. A lot of these players bring in their parents and family to live on their like complex. Like, yeah. there's a lot of players who live with. Like they'll bring their parents, extended family. Yeah, they'll yeah. bring their, they'll build their parents a house, be in their backyard or something. Like it's, they have all the money in the world. So and 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 you know a lot of and also if they don't do something like that, they have all the money to travel and bring their parents to visit them, and they can go see their parents. Maybe they just want to see their parents. Maybe yeah. they maybe they want to be with their family. You know, like it goes uh, back to what we were talking about earlier about yeah. the fact that these are these are people at the end of the right. day. Before, yeah. you know, beyond your profession, they're not superheroes. Yeah, I mean, like, we think of them as that, but they're not true. Like they've they've got feelings and they've got families and they've got you know complexities in their life that are not easily quantifiable. Like at the end of the day, right. like whatever you do for a living, that's not the only thing that exists about you. It's it's you are not your profession and your profession alone. So right. Right. As much as it's it's easy to sit back and say, hey, you know, go perform. Uh, I guess it's not fair to, to fault anybody for, uh, you know, not being comfortable taking that risk. So I don't know. It's at the end of the day, I think what I'm doing is I'm spending an owner's money. I, I guess maybe I'm just stuck on it's not nice. And maybe that's no, just I, too soft. And but, when you, no, you, it's like it's like the whole thing where, like, you know, the. the you have a corporation and, and they'll give their employees a $25 gift card to, you know, Applebee's. And you're like, really? <laughs> this is the best That's you could true. do for Christmas? Right. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. You really can't give us like a good bonus. Oh, yeah. Well, or like I saw a meme with the best way to fix morale is a pizza party. Right. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah so that's what they're going to do. Yeah. All of the NBA players. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do a socially, party. they're going to do a socially <laughs> distant zoom pizza party. <laughs> Where everyone's gonna have like a sponsored pizza. They get a free pizza. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, no. Some other news though that's worth touching on before we move on from the NBA. Legendary uh, uh, commentator Marv Albert will not be calling games. He said, "I'm not going to do it. It's for health reasons." He's also very old. Hubie Brown has hinted that he's probably not either. Also a very old legendary uh, commentator. Uh, The NBA is also going to allow players to make statements on their jerseys in place of their name. I think this is pretty cool. I think it's great. Um, so you could literally put, like, George Floyd, or you could put Breonna Taylor, or I can't whatever you want. Well, yeah, they're, they're pretty much pretty open with what they're going to allow, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's really cool. The NBA has long allowed them to write messages on their shoes, which is oddly something that was banned in most yeah. sports and still is in the NFL. But well, you, the NFL, it was a big deal when they did the Mike, uh, Mike cleats, my cause thing. Where yeah. Like one yeah. game out of the year, yeah. they were allowed to have a shoe that. Well, and it's like some of these guys are just like, like yeah. I'm a millionaire. I can pay. The I'll, I'll take a fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's really cool. And they're going to also, they plan to write black lives matter on the courts. Um, some people have all oh, virtue signaling. I think the NBA has been one of the more progressive, if not the most progressive, of the American leagues. They've been heavily involved in the LGBTQ community. They've been very much a forefront on uh, racial civil rights. Um, I, I get it. Their record with China is extremely shaky and yeah. hypocritical. But that 
just because they're hypocritical with China doesn't negate what they're doing in our own country. Well, that's a great. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's one of the great ethical debates. It's, can you, I mean, they're not mutually exclusive. You can do good things in, in, in certain areas and you can do bad things in other areas and good and bad are all subjective, but ultimately, yeah, their, their situation with China dubious, you know, would be an appropriate word for well, that. I mean, Daryl Morey, uh, and I promise, again, this is not just because I'm a Rockets fan, <laughs> but this was a big I deal. Was this, was a big yeah, deal. this was a huge Daryl deal. Morey was, like, crucified by some people for standing up for the Hong Kong protesters. And, you know, it. it to be fair, a lot of it was China causing a big fuss, and, and right. we were just kind of like, uh, right, but, okay. You know, <laughs> when you look at the industry, I mean, yeah. the dollars and cents that, that, I mean, the NBA has massive massive fan base in china yeah like we're talking obscene amounts of money yeah. and so it's really easy for us again when our money's not on the you, line you know what's one of the biggest teams in in china the rockets the Ro- are they really I don't, well yeah because yeah, yeah, that makes sense yeah, yeah. yeah they've kept that connection going yeah the so lakers are another big team as well i would say lakers yeah. and uh, individual athletes definitely yep. have a lot of a pull over there so yeah it, i mean it's easy to for again for me to sit here and say when my, it's not my money on the line to say hey you should stick by your guns but even right. though daryl morey said what he thought and what he believed the, the nba had to look at right. it in terms of are we really going to lose you know well and to be fair they dollars. didn't punish daryl or anything it was just right. kind of they it were just like, looks Whoa. Wishy-washy. Yeah, it looks exactly. hypocritical. So. Yeah, and it is. But at the same time, it's so frustrating. Like, you can do good and bad. Right. Like, them, they long stood up for minority cultures and for oppressed people. I mean, yeah. the NBA has been amazing with this. Well, so and I, I think I, something... It's so frustrating to hear people get so stuck on the China thing because I'm like, they really have led the forefront. I mean, I how many, who would have thought even 15 years ago that the commissioner of the league would march in the pride parade? Like, right. who would have thought that would have that wasn't that was unheard of way right. back even 15 years ago. Like, this is a new thing that's been going on recently. Yeah. So, well, and so, something that's been long overshadowed, and it's unfortunate, but it, it, it's not surprising, sadly, is that the WNBA does not get a lot of love, but they, as a league, <clears throat> more I would even argue more so than the NBA, has been willing and able to to make. Statement about a lot of oh, these things. They've been. The, no, you're you're correct on that. I, I saw yeah. this on TV actually just the other day where it was it was just a little thing running across the ticker at the bottom, and I was like, how is this not a bigger story? But ultimately, the idea to have statements on jerseys that originated in the WNBA. Really? Okay. And yeah, you know, like, I didn't know that Maya Moore was willing to sit out. I mean, we're talking about an elite star in the league. Yeah. You know, oh, a, yeah. a yeah, Jordan esque, yeah. a LeBron esque level figure in their game, literally just stopped playing. Uh, to take a stand, you know, regarding various aspects of social justice. And so it's a shame because, you know, at the end of the day, women's sports in this country just just get get the love. They get no love. love. The ones who kind of are getting there is like the U.S. soccer team. Yeah. The women's soccer team, which, by the way, talk about other Talk about other pioneers of civil rights activism within the sport. I mean, they have been amazing for that kind of stuff. The U.S., the U.S. women's uh, soccer team not only is badass, but they're also badass, badass off the pitch too. I mean, they have long been advocates for the oppressed and for the for minority cultures, and they they've done such a good job with that too. And it's just for them, it's just like a no brainer, you know. Yeah. Which it's it's cool to see that attitude because sometimes it's like whoa, like. I think people are used to it now when they see the U.S. women's soccer team. They're like, oh, that's right. They stand. Right. They don't stand for the anthem. Some of them. Well, that's, whatever, well, that's what I appreciate is they are normalizing. They are they are making. And I know normalizing gets has become like a buzzword these days. But like <laughs> it's not it's they are making it a common occurrence to speak yeah. your mind. Yeah. If someone's yeah. going to ask them a question about something regarding race relations or LGBTQ issues, they're yeah. going to give you a sincere and honest answer. They're not going to, yeah. a lot of them are not, you know, going to get Megan Rapinoe is not going to give you nope. a BS. She's not going to uh, political back. answer. She's yeah. going to legitimately tell you what she thinks and feels. And she's been someone who's been kneeling for a while too. Oh, she was one, kneeling, of, the, one of the earliest. When you're playing for the United States national team and you kneel, that takes guts. And especially as, takes a, guts. as a white woman in particular, yeah. she was one of the early yeah. white, white athletes to start joining in on that, you know, and I, I think it's, 
I mean, I think one, I think she is also a badass too, but I think it's highly commendable because she was willing to roll those dice and and take the backlash. Oh, and she got, she got, she got, don't read the comments on anything about, about just don't. It's just, it'll make you sad. Just don't it's, do it. Yeah, it's super sad. It's, it's super not, disrespectful. It's not, so It's not worth it. I, you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm glad that the NBA uh, is willing to uh, continue yeah. to um, let athletes voice uh, their opinions. They're willing to continue to further this conversation. Really good. With I that. just don't want it to be lost that the WNBA was also, also doing that. No, that's a, a good driver point. I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I was ignorant to that fact. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Final thought on the NBA. Will there be a season this year? No. I know they said there is, yeah. but do you think there's actually going to be a season this year? So let's let's stick it. Let's let's do yes or no, uh, and then you have to explain briefly what it is. Uh, all right, I am going to say yes. It is going to cost the NBA about a 1.5 million dollars per day to run the bubble, which is an absurd amount of money. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not going to spend all this time and energy and money setting up the bubble and running the bubble to not have revenue come back in in some capacity. I think that they're going to find a way to play. I agree uh, for similar reasons. I think that I think you have a lot of obviously healthy young men playing in the NBA. I think that God willing, the virus doesn't do anything insane by the time that starts. And I think when they're in their bubble and if they do it right, they might actually be able to avoid infection. Um, and I think you have enough players in the NBA who legitimately want to play the game. Like people forget these guys love to play basketball, right? Oh, it's just, it's just for the money. Uh, sometimes, but a lot of times, but also it's also cause they like basketball. Yeah, like oh, they're they're so, itching. All these guys are itching and to play. Who's who's the who is the king of the NBA? LeBron. Mm-hmm. What is LeBron's LeBron's pro playing? Yep. So as long as that's going on, I think we're gonna play. Patrick Beverly's he even a couple said weeks it, yeah. ago, <laughs> yeah. and I I agree. It's worth re-mentioning. It's, yeah, LeBron's gonna play. We're gonna we're play. gonna play. Yeah. Uh, final thing on sports, I wanted to mention real quickly. Also bouncing off of the movements that are going on right now. Uh, NASCAR has really taken a lot of steps lately. We've talked about them to improve their image and to stand up for, it's literally, I don't mean this as a joke, like literally their only black racer right now, currently in Bubba Wallace. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people had their fun when the FBI announced, oh, it wasn't a news book. Okay, sure, fine doesn't make it right it's not bubba's fault bubba and we've mentioned this bubba did not bring this up his crew noticed it they alerted the nas they alerted nascar nascar immediately announced it announced they're investigating it so again please don't take your rage which we don't need to talk about why you have rage about this but do not take your rage about this against bubba now since we talked last week when we said a similar message uh that nascar official like official nascar released the official photograph that they took of the supposed noose uh and it looks like a noose yeah and the death the nail in the coffin that makes this just weird and and i would say justified that they made a big fuss about it of all the garages there was only a handful that had ropes hanging down. Yep. Most of them had like, you know, those, uh, it's like a, not Velcro, but it's like that, uh, is it? I can't remember the type of the material, but it's like, it's like a cloth like material handle that's connected to the mm-hmm. actual garage where you pull down. Sure. Okay. Now, only a few of the garages had these ropes. Yep. Like 11. Of, yeah. Of the 11, if that's the right number. Only one had a noose knot, like a literal slip knot, like type of a noose. Yeah. It was Bubba's. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if that was pre-planned. I don't know if this was made in 2019, like some people are trying to say. I don't know. All I know is that it's either one of the biggest coincidences of all time, or there's a little more to the story than meets the eye. Either way, please, please spare me. 
and do not act like this is Bubba Wallace playing the race card. Uh, first of all, if it is a racial thing, he has every right to quote unquote play the race card. But upset. do not say that he's playing the race card because he didn't bring this up to begin with. And whole. Holy crap, that really does look like a noose. Oh, yeah. I, you have to be kind of stupid to not think that could be taken I, the wrong way. Yeah, and I don't think that people are actually that stupid. I think that people, when it, for anybody out there that is sincerely trying to defend it, I think it's just a bunch of mental gymnastics to yeah. try to justify it. Yeah. Because it doesn't fit out their of, worldview. Out of, out of over 1,600 garage stalls that were you know right. inspected, right. you're telling me, that quite literally <laughs> the one and only that looked even remotely like that. I just, I, and it happened to be yeah. in the one black driver stall. Like it, you're intentionally sticking your head in the sand in that one. And if that's honestly what you think, then I, I mean, we don't really have much of a conversation to have for you. That's just, yeah. Then we're moving on. Then that is, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So not to dwell on that, but uh, I'm not a NASCAR guy at all, but I, stand with Bubba still. Absolutely. <laughs> that was still one and, of the most powerful yeah. photos it that really I've was. seen in sports. And you know what I love? Even after that, NASCAR had to announce what the FBI said. They right. still, they're like, we still stand with him. You know, we right. support. And it's right. like, good. Powerful. That's awesome to see that. Yep. They did more in like three days than the NFL has done in oh, like I know. three That's, decades. <laughs> honest to God. I mean, think about all of the nonsense that went on with Kaepernick. Yeah. I mean, you know, with and with the well, collusion case and with all of the, yeah. I mean, he literally got blackballed for years and this whole thing. And in NASCAR, who would have thought that NASCAR would have been the one to literally within the week, like hammer out this yeah. situation? It's pretty impressive. It, well, you know, it's crazy. Kudos too, to NASCAR. Because, you know, and, and I don't want to, I hate when people are like, well, you believe this and now you, some people change, right? I don't know if Goodell has changed. I don't know what Goodell's true intentions are. I don't know. He's an ambiguous billionaire is what I know. But, you know, when when the league had to secretly release a, a, a video in support of Black Lives Matter where the social media team collaborated with certain black players, that's when you know your league needs to take a look at itself. Yeah. And I'll just say that because I'll, I don't, don't want to get too much into this, but you know, come I'm, on. I'm not going to speculate what's in Roger Goodell's heart. I no, because I don't, I don't, and yeah. I never will. I don't I'm, want I, that. I can never, my intention. I can't imagine a situation honestly, where I'm going to know. A, he gave a little, he gave a thing where right. it sounded genuine. Right. You know? the, the flip side of that, though, is while I won't speculate what he thinks and feels, I know that his job is still uh, to essentially speak for and represent the owners. I know that much. That's also and true. So and we know a couple owners. We know one owner in particular. Uh, really. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so I, I just, you know, whether it was genuine or not, or, you know, again, regardless of what you think on Roger Goodell, the NFL clearly has, you know, a long way to go. Yeah. And on the flip side, you know, NASCAR, let's not, I, I don't want to give, I don't want to say that their recent actions absolve them of everything. They still, no, that's it. They it, still have their own they, history. Got they their have tolerated absurdly offensive imagery in their events. But and, yeah. we have to give people credit. This is where I'll go back to this yeah. thing, where if people yeah. are willing to learn and people are willing to grow and change, yeah. you have to give them you the have opportunity. To give them credit. And you have to give them the grace for doing so. And you so have like, to take them in. And yeah. Add to the numbers with yep. the movement. Yeah, so. 100%. Um, all right. So that's about it for sports, unless you had something Well, I had one quick thing. Oh, I just, I wanted, no, you're good. I just had kind of a – this is like the opposite of uh, Jimmy's catch-up. I just had like a quick couple thoughts, like a yeah, like a, Let's do it. A, a passing glance of a couple things we missed. Uh, one thing, no minor league baseball this year. Oh, I forgot. Which is – I know. We literally talked about it. I know. We talked about it a second. Before, but yeah. at the end of the day, no minor league baseball. I think there's uh, – some pretty serious long-term ramifications of that. That could yeah. be a topic for next week where yeah. we, I don't, I want to give that topic justice, but uh, for those of you who haven't heard, there's no minor league uh, baseball this year, which is definitely a drag. Uh, another thought that I had, uh, it's interesting to see uh, college athletes are really starting to flex their collective muscles. Um, they really are. Down, They're getting bold. Yeah. At Mississippi state, Kyle yeah. Hill uh, essentially said, I'm not going to represent the state of Mississippi until the Confederate flag is no longer part of our state flag. Yep. And then one thing led to another, led to another. And today, actually, the governor um, officially signed the legislation that was passed to him regarding uh, the changing of the, the state flag. So that is the last 
state flag to have any Confederate emblem still Which, part of it. I can't even believe that they still had that. I am so, and this is not going to surprise you, I because I am such a historically pro labor guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been waiting for college athletes yeah, to yeah. start flexing these muscles. They have so, especially they have the power. Absolutely, especially the ones in football. Yeah, and in basketball. Let's. I mean, in in terms of college sports, those two dominate, and they have the pull both financially and mm-hmm. star power wise. And so I am stoked to see them speaking out on issues that matter to them. And I am even more stoked to see legitimate change coming as a result of this. So I just wanted to say kudos to college athletes who are really starting to uh, yeah, for sure, and make some waves and make things happen. Absolutely. I hope so. I hope it's only the beginning of that. I think things are changing. I think we're in a, I think we're in a decade where we're going to look back at how we looked at like the 60s and you know, even Absolutely. 70 or 50s and 60s, 70s. Like, I think we're in one of those periods right now. Yep. So, um, cool. All right. So we're we're done with sports. Let's talk about some Fourth of July stuff, um, and then we'll talk. A, let's briefly talk about Ohio coronavirus. Kind of depressing. So let's get this over with real yeah. quick. <laughs> so it's going up right now. I don't. It doesn't seem to be as bad as it is in some states. Uh, Cleveland.com and a couple people have, a couple other articles have mentioned that it's kind of due to the protests, but also just generally opening up. The governor, the governor DeWine warned that there would be an increase of positive cases. Uh, the majority of these new cases, even in bad states like Texas and Florida and California, appear to be within 20 to 30, 40 year olds which is the safe zone as far as people recovering. So that's something we need to keep in mind. I'm not making excuses for states that, including Ohio, who, you know, are bars or restaurants that are not following proper things. And here's my two cents, though. If you're going to a bar or restaurant, that's a cesspool for germs. It just is. It always is. Yeah. You know, I... It's tough because I'm a I'm a I'm a carefree guy generally. I do fear viruses and sickness. That's one thing I do fear. Uh, as I'll, most of you know, I had it, so I was lucky or blessed. I'll use the word blessed to have had it very mild, and I recovered, and I should be good moving forward. So it's easy for me to say. That being said, we're at fifty one thousand seven hundred eighty nine cases since the beginning of this when they started tracking it. We have had 2,863 deaths. Um, we have a problem in some spots like Putin Bay and some bars. I'm not going to name any bars. I don't snitch. But if you want to go around the city looking for bars that aren't following protocol, that's your call. I don't snitch. There are some bars in some places. Putin Bay is is all over the place, so I can talk about Yeah, that. the photos of Putin Bay yeah. early. And it's, it's like, again, hard. if that's your thing and you want to risk it, my thoughts are go for it. However, you're also putting people's lives in danger. And please wear masks when you go shopping. Like, we really should be wearing masks. Like, it's kind of not really a discussion anymore, you know? Well, so one of my thoughts on this whole thing is kind of like the, how we talked briefly earlier about how uh, you can both do good and bad at the same time. They're not yeah. mutually exclusive. Yeah. So with the virus, it can be serious and it can be concerning and it's something that should be treated with a level of sincere caution. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, you also have to take ownership of the fact that if you're going to go to a bar or restaurant or if you're going to go to a gym, you have to understand that even if you're on your A game, not everybody around you will be because Mm -hmm. they don't believe that it's a big deal or because they're just not as thoughtful or cleanly or, or whatever, whatever there is, you don't know. And so it's something that needs to be taken seriously, but it is also something where, you know, I keep going back to this. When we initially shut down, it was not to pause everything until a uh, vaccine was available. It was to prevent the healthcare system from being overwhelmed. Exactly. That's another thing that we do need to remember. And so, you know, it's, if you start testing more, you will ultimately start finding more positive cases. So it's encouraging that even though there's more positive cases, it seems like the death rate the death seems to be is not the same as drastic or even lower right. in some cases. That 
I don't want anyone to take that as I'm not taking this seriously. I st- I mean, I worked in a gym for crying out loud. I'm I can I can spot. vouch for Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> that he definitely takes this virus seriously. Right. Appreciate that. I um, I, I, I you know I, I see the evidence in real. I see the evidence on social media. I know who he is. Trust me, he's on the side of taking it seriously. Right. If that makes sense. That said, I don't know if again it's it's you know. I can't stop people from doing what they're going to do. On the one hand, of course, you should wear your mask and you should be washing your hands diligently. You should be doing all of the obvious things. But to pretend that everyone's going to play by the rules and just assume that going to a bar or restaurant is going to be fair game, you're kind of being a little naive. I would also argue to pretend that we can realistically shut down everything for a long extended periods at a time. It's not realistic. I mean, you have yeah. people's entire savings and livelihoods at stake if they have small businesses and, and I'm, our government's not really doing a great job in helping them out in a lot of these cases. I mean, I would imagine if things were to go real south that the government would probably come up with another package of some sort, but, I mean, it's something that I've heard is being discussed, but I mean, but I mean, realistically, you have to, I think it's unfair when people, oh, you have to go to a bar, huh? Well, it's not so much that like, we all just want to go to a bar as much as it's some of these bars need our support to like, I mean, real, like they really do. Like they need people to go there and support them. I get it. And I'll, and I'll say, yeah, I, I get it. I don't want to talk too much about this because a, uh, my opinion really doesn't matter. And B, <laughs> right. I'm not a doctor. I'm not. Also that I don't know about viruses like doctors do. So even all the stuff I've just said, I could be 100 percent wrong. We're just two I guys don't know, talking man. about a virus. I, I'm years. giving my opinion, and that's literally all it is, and it doesn't hold much weight because I have no medical history. You know, Bill Burr said it right when Joe Rogan was trying to get him to talk about masks. Like, I no. He's like, we don't know. We're not, we have two guys that aren't doctors talking about things that doctors should talk about. It's a fair point. That's, we're not that. So I don't want to be. My thought is this here. I'll, I'll, here's, here's my nugget of wisdom and then we can move this thing along. At the end of the day, if I'm wearing my mask and let's just say, you know, someone else isn't, if they're right and I'm wrong and the mask doesn't do anything then all I did was minorly inconvenience myself for a little while by wearing a mask, even right. though I hated it. Right. If I'm right and they're wrong, they're the asshole for con- possibly contributing to the spread of a pandemic. And yeah. so my argument would be, if it is not going to kill you, which yeah, but you won't. I really don't think it will, because wearing a cloth mask over no, your face for won't. a 30, 40 minute trip into the grocery store <laughs> I, really isn't going to change your life I think all that much. Maybe you could count. Again, I'm not a doctor, but I think there's very few people who literally could die. Who sincerely could not or yeah. should not. Right. So my argument is, unless you are one of those very few rare exceptions, your argument is you don't want to be inconvenienced because it either makes you feel like, you know, not like it's, it's it emasculates you if you're a guy, which I think is also stupid. Like that's that's, that's a whole nother yeah, ridiculous. Or it's, yeah. or it's or you don't feel like it's not serious or you're embarrassed or like. Bro, for, my thought is, ten, <laughs> is that little inconvenience sincerely war? Is that the hill you want to die on? No pun intended. So, so I don't know. At the end of the day, no, I'd, rather, I I'd rather minorly inconvenience myself on the yeah. off chance that it is going to sincerely help. So, so what we're trying to say, you know, obviously you can do whatever you want. You live in America. Thank goodness. Right. Uh, I guess, depending on who you are. Yeah. Um, I should clarify that. Um. But you live in America, you can do what you want. I would say I know people who uh, who have serious health problems that they can't get COVID. So probably wear your mask, you know, yeah. just when you're in the again, if you're going to bars and stuff, you kind of have a, a common knowledge that this is a little bit of a risk, or yeah. quite a bit of a risk. But if you're going to grocery stores and stuff, it's a lot of people that are going to those places that that need food and are scared. Wear your mask. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say. A t- be a team player. Uh, I'll say. And then so the reason why I even brought some of this up is we wanted to discuss Fourth of July plans. Most of the fireworks are canceled, unfortunately. Um, so we ran a poll. What are you guys planning to do since most Fourth of July activities are canceled? Are you going to stay in? Are you going to go out? And that could be bars and parties, for instance. 
Uh, 65% of y'all said you're going to stay in. That's more than I would have thought. That's actually more than I thought, yeah. Uh, about 35% said they are going to go out and party and go to bars. Uh, not going to lie, I voted go out. Yeah. And I, I by that, for the actual fourth, I'm going to my sister's house for a barbecue. Right. So I've been around them several times in the last mm -hmm. few months. So I've. that's another thing I might want to add. It's probably a smart thing to hang out with people and family that you've already been around. Yeah. It's probably not a good idea to be hanging out with a whole bunch of different randos. I mean, I'm not going to judge because I've done that a couple times. Not going to lie. I'm not going to judge. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, that's just a thought, right? Yeah. So what are you planning to do I, for the fourth? I'll be staying in. So it was actually a, a bit of a bummer. Jen and I were going to go down before the recent resurgence. Yeah. The plan was to go down to visit some friends in the Columbus area. Sure. And we were, we were kind of thinking, hey, cases seem to be okay, blah, blah, blah. Things are trending the right way. We felt comfortable with it. And over the past couple of weeks, it's just been getting worse. And we made the call at the end of last week uh, to say, hey, you know, as much of a bummer as it'll be, I don't feel good about it. And it's not to say that I don't want to see my friends. It's not to say that I don't trust them. It's just that there's going to be a lot of people that I have not been in contact with in a while and some strangers. And I don't I don't feel like risking it just because yeah. for me, I've, oh, got, yeah. I've got older folks that I spend a lot of time yeah. around. My mom's got a surgery coming up in a couple of weeks. If I if I were to screw up her surgery, she'd probably kill me. So, you know, at the end of the day. It. It's just not worth it. So we're yeah. we'll probably stay in. We might end up, you know, again, we've we've all kind of got pockets of people that we've spent some time with, and so right. you know, maybe we'll do like a backyard cookout. We'll cook.